It seems to me you lift your life like a candle in the wind. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that takes all of its troubles and just brushes them quietly behind the portrait. Joining me this week as ever, I am Sean Farrick and one day we'll get that intro correct. Joining me (laughs) this week as ever is, well, we don't talk about Ian, but hello Ian, how are you? I do see into the future at exactly one second per second. (laughs) Like imagine you were always able to see one second ahead. How insane would you be driven, like, exactly within... Insane. Like, just just enough time to not be able to do fuck all about it. (laughs) It's like a crap Spidey sense. It is. I mean, Spidey sense is already pretty crap. Like, it only tells him basically when it's too late. Yeah, like, for example, um, fucking Infinity War. The end of that is heart-crushing because, oh, you know the way Spidey's death took really long? Yeah, that's because, because of his Spidey sense, it started earlier than everyone else's. Because he saw it coming. Yes, he knew he was going. Pain. Oh, yeah, that is dark. That is dark. Oh. I'm convinced, this isn't the news, but I am convinced we're getting a Amazing Spider-Man 3. I'm sure of it. I, I, I might have poo-pooed this last week. Things, yeah, yeah. It kind of, there's more happen. chatter about it. I, I will be very happy well, if it does happen. Last week, you, <laughs> you, um, you poo-pooed the fact that David Tennant was coming back as Doctor Who. I stand by it. Oh, I, I fully. We will see him again, but he's not going to be the fourteenth Doctor. I, I think we'll see him more than more than the anniversary. We're, we're gonna. Okay. One of us is going to be really wrong. One of us will be really right. I'm up, like, I will always be Ian. <laughs> I don't know what that was in reference to, but you shall remain Ian and diminish and go into the West. Oh. And I know for a fact that you don't like the source material that's based on, and our friendship is hanging by a thread. Anyway, what is it? What's that? Based Lord on? of the Rings, you douche. I do like Lord of the Rings. Wait, it's you- Harry Potter, I don't like. No, we had this conversation, though, that you just, like, didn't like watching the three films. No, I love Lord of the Rings. I despise The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I have no, vast... Lord of the Rings is... How could I not like Lord of the Rings? I have vastly edited a portion of my past and submitted you oh, in for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's strange. That yeah, Harry strange. Potter, I have no love for. Hobbit, I actively dislike, as anybody probably should. Lord of the Rings is a masterpiece. Great, Riders okay. Riders of Rohan! What news from the West? Brilliant. I love it. He's Welsh. Uh, brilliant as well. <laughs> yes, the, uh, Max, he is. The moment of like, you know, the ho- I think the reason there's three Hobbit films, this is great news. The reason there's three <laughs> Hobbit films is that it's three movies apologizing for the fact Aragorn forgot Legas' dad's name. Yeah, I guess so. You know, standing there in front of Aemir, I am yeah. Aragorn, son of Aragorn. This is Gimli, son of Glowen, and Legolas of the Woodland Realm. Uh, hello, Thranduil had a fairly large <laughs> part of history and is alive and well <laughs> during the events of the War of the Ring anyway. Amazing. Yeah, but wasn't Legolas like kind of exiled? Maybe he forsakened his, forsook his name. Sure. Because he was the only, yeah, I mean, sure, <laughs> stranger things happened. Someone edited. Sorry, this is brilliant. Someone edited the entire trilogy to just the lines Legolas speaks to Frodo, and it's five seconds long. (laughs) Edited the entire trilogy, like just pulled out five seconds of footage. Exactly. Great. Oh dear. Should we go to the news? Right. Let's do some news.
I have some new... David Tennant is going to be in, though. Um, Scream 6 has been confirmed, which I'm mildly surprised. I thought we might wait another decade for it. Um, I don't know. Um, tell me what you think is going to happen with Scream 6 while I look up the box office of Scream 5. Sydney will die. Yeah, agreed. But uh, like, Because mm-hmm. otherwise they just... It's just a, a horrifically depressing series where all of her friends and family die until the last film. Gradually die around her, yeah. Like, uh, if they take out... Um, Gail. Um, no, I... Well, what if they took out her family? What if What if six and seven are the finals? In five, her family gets wiped out, and then in six... Um, no, shit. What did I say? Yeah, so, basically, seven. add one... To, yeah, because you were saying in five... Yeah, no, so. sorry. In six and seven. And then in seven... She comes back and kills just everybody. You'd have to bring Billy back, wouldn't you? You'd have to bring Billy Loomis back, and he would have to be... I never died! He would have to be the final Scream killer. Kind of, but they arguably already did that in Scream 5. Yeah, they did. Um, They did. I don't know. Just sympathetic. Bring Wes Craven back. At this point, it makes as much sense. Well, yes, it does. Um, Oh, my goodness. So... I think it's doing very well. I, I definitely seem to be well. in the minority in terms of uh, reviewers. Uh, oh, no, I liked it. Yeah, I, I really liked it. But then, again, I only have <laughs> I have two films to compare it against, three and four. Well, put it this way. You got the entire arc of Sheriff Judy. I, I did. I did. Yeah. The completed arc. It's great. If they did, like, a little mini box set of the Judy arc in Scream, I've Scream got four it. Or five, yeah. Just while you're um, checking that, what I will say, which I I didn't make enough about this last week, is that the guys who made this film, um, they also did Ready or Not, and Ready or Not is one of my favorite horror movies of the last few years. Oh, interesting! Like it's no, I haven't seen that. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, so I did dunk a lot on this film. I think I was as annoyed as I was because it's part of quite a good series of films and I just thought it just didn't match up but mm-hmm. listen yeah there's a whole episode out there of my thoughts on Scream they have not changed um, but so far yeah. it's made 65 million domestic and 110 million um, globally which for yeah, a horror film not is bad, more yeah. than enough to make a is more than enough to make a profit even with Courtney Cox in it um, who Ish. I'm sure isn't pulling as much money as she did once upon a time. Well, well that's what I was going to say, and that's not a word against her, just... No, it's just you know, facts. Yeah. Even, I think, even when Cougar Town was on, that would have been, like, obviously Friends, and then Cougar Town, I think, oh, are man, our two biggest ones. I forgot about Cougar Town. Oh, Jesus, that was a thing. Yeah. And quite that a successful a thing. thing, yeah. Um, interesting. Although, I was... Man, that's getting onto another subject, but it was like, yeah, as soon as Friends finished, she qualified as being a Cougar. I was like, fuck you, she was... She was Barely 40. She was like 39 when Friends finished, something like that. I know she was the eldest, but still, grumble. Grumble, grumbly, rumbly. Um, Yeah, look, it doesn't shock me. Um, And I will probably watch it as well. Oh, no, I will. I'm kind of here for it. Like, I'm really digging the Scream franchise just because of how bonkers it is. Well, actually... Um, It's not Saw levels of bonkers, but it's... Doing something. God, even Saw isn't Saw levels bonkers. Um, <laughs> Joe, may, maybe because some of the more annoying characters in 5 won't be back for Scream 6, maybe that will help me enjoy Scream like, 6 an awful lot more. You mean like Dewey? Uh, well, yeah. And Liv. <laughs> Do you remember Liv? Really important character Liv who's just in all of the film and, nope, sorry, she wears her brains oh, against that part of the wall and that part oh, of the wall. Genuinely don't even remember Liv. Was she the one that was uh, was with Chad? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I do remember Liv. She was, Barely. you wouldn't even call her red herring. 
I don't know, slightly rouged no, salmon. Yeah, slightly rouged salmon. No. Um, right, okay, so, right, in terms of renewal news, Euphoria has been renewed for season three, which I'm delighted about, because Euphoria mm-hmm. is, um, what was it, someone someone kind of uh, made a good comparison the other day, so my apologies that I don't know who it was, so I'm stealing credit for your idea. Uh, no, someone d- did it, and it was like, Saved by the Bell has changed since my day. Um, <laughs> I was like, American schools are, well, first yeah, of all, I mean. We have been lied to. Uh, I am very anti-school uniform, and I had to wear a school uniform all the way through, right up until college, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And so I'm totally on board with them wearing their own clothes, but they're wearing, like, dominatrix outfits to school. These are children. Yes, they are in leather, yeah. Uh, like that, the... What's the name of the girl that starts doing the camps? Um, oh, that's a good um, question. Uh, I, Do you know the one that I mean? Though? I know exactly who you mean, yeah. Yeah, um, she is just in leather the entire time, and, like... I'm not saying her parents should control what she wears, but are her parents okay? Like, do they not realise she's really crying out for help? Have she we become really middle-aged men, Ian? We oh, have. 100%. Yeah. I, I feel like we should not have an opinion on this. Um, no, I really, really like Euphoria. Jeremy said that, is it feeling a bit extreme in season two for the sake of being extreme? Like, is it running out of places to go so it's almost becoming exploitative? Now, he wasn't saying it was... But he was wondering if it's eeping towards that direction. Or is it still saying meaning, meaningful stuff? I, I'm going to f- sit on the fence here. Um, mm-hmm. it's, Which it's, is where he landed. He, it's he a fair point decide. because it is extreme. And I mean, Rue should be dead about seven times over at oh, this stage. Gosh. And and yet, I, mean, I don't want the, them to kill her off. I mean, she's fantastic. No. I love her character. But I think... The only way Euphoria ends is probably with her dying. Like, I, I I don't know how she gets a happy ever after. I don't know how you don't spin it as a cautionary tale, but I don't know, man. Like, that's such a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, I'm 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 not sure. So, yeah, this happy news of Euphoria being renewed for season three has kind of left us both a bit. Hmm. Recommend? Can we go to the recommends? Like, so, well, genuinely, like, the last few days, I've, like, sat down. I've been binging it, but... I haven't watched it in about five days because whenever I come to turn it on, I'm like, I'm not really ready. Like, yeah. I, I kind of need to watch something more, more. I don't want to say upbeat, but something less heavy. Like, you really have to be in a mood to watch it. It's so... It's yeah. not... I mean, nothing should be background watching, but it's really not background watching. It's really not. No, you're not going to enjoy your food with it. Um, but yes, to the, to the recommends. Really? I'm so excited. I have a big recommend. I love Wes Anderson so much. I want to talk to the man. I want to marry him. I want to do all of the things with Wes Anderson. The right. Grand Budapest Hotel is a masterpiece of Ian, a have film. you only just seen it? This is a happy I reaction. only just watched it. It oh, is um, yeah. eight years old. I have just... I can't believe it came out in 2014. Like, I thought it was last year. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I keep getting it confused with bad times at the El, at the El Royale. Just because they relate to a hotel, but they are different films entirely. Like, Bleedly. totally different. Totally different. American Horror Story Hotel by Wes Anderson. Basically. Um, this film is fan-flippantastic. It's like a live-action Wallace and Gromit film. Oh, it's that's a so, great description. <laughs> it's so, so good. 
Um, everybody is in this film. Um, oh. Bill Murray, uh, Edward Norton, um, Ralph Fiennes, um, so just an entire list of F. Murray Abraham, a whole list of people. Saoirse Ronan, big up the uh, Irish whoop. She's in it for like five seconds. I said, big up big the up Irish. The Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you, yeah, uh, mm, yes. Um, I was about to say the lady from Bond, but that is her. <laughs> that was my hesitation. Is it? The, no, there's also the Bond love interest, which is... Um, Leia Sadu? What's her name? Is oh, she no, it's not Leia Sadu. No, she's not. No, I just got her name confused with an Irish name. <laughs> Understandable. Um, okay. Stop as, making me look bad. While you vamp, I'm just going to really quickly look through the cast. But yeah, this film is about um, the new owner of the Grand Budapest Hotel speaking to a novelist um, or a biographer about how he came into possession of it. And the original um, head maitre d' garçon person that basically ran it day to day. It's so, so good. They accidentally themselves into the First World War, uh, or the Second World Second World War. Um, all sorts of adventures and shenanigans and accidentally in- inheriting the hotel. But it's like Fantastic Mr. Fox levels of, whoops, here we go. And they, they're never really in peril. They always like laugh their way through it, but it still has some like proper emotional beats um, where, where there is risk and stuff. But man, Wes Anderson can put a can composite a shot like nobody else. Just he, he really everything can. is on screen that you need to see. And like um, you said as well, he can put a cast together. Ray Fiennes, if Marie Abraham, uh-huh. Matthew Almerich, so Quantum of Solace, um, mm-hmm. yes, Mister Green. Adrian Brody, Willem Dafoe, Jeff Goldblum, Harvey Keitel, Jude Law, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Sir Sharon, and Jason Schwartzman. It was Leia Sidhu. Uh, yes. Tilda Swinton, was. Tom Wilkinson, Owen Wilson, Tony Revolori. He's the main kid. Yes. Um, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then just like so much more after that. The but cast like, is ridiculous. Ridiculous. There's, like, there's a cabal of hotel owners and one of them is Bill Murray. And he's just so good. Oh, man. I cannot recommend this film enough. If you like Stuff that's a bit twee, like Wallace and Gromit, Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, uh, just Wes Anderson-y type knitted things. He's great, and you will love this film. It's my favourite Wes Anderson film to date, and I haven't seen them all yet. But my next thing is going to be to binge his films. Um, I just, I love him so much. Uh, I really like that. I really like that. I also, of the ones that I've seen, it's my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will be honest, I have not seen very many. So that's hopefully, I get to experience them for the first time. Yeah, uh, I would recommend slightly less fun, uh, Dope Sick, the series which is available on Hulu and over here it's available on Disney Plus, starring Michael, Michael Keaton and Keaton? a whole yeah yeah and Peter Sarsgaard and Rosario Dawson uh, are all Oof. in it. I mean, yep, I didn't uh, realize they were in it. It's it's about so the rise of oh and Michael Stuhlman because he plays the head of the, basically the guy most directly responsible for the problems. Uh, it's about the influx of OxyContin into mm-hmm. the both the medical market and then the, the streets uh, between the 1980s and kind of the mid-2000s. Uh, it is oh, a true a story. Piece, then. E- yeah, it's told... Or does it jump about in time? So far, it seems to be jumping about in kind of more or less four timelines. So we have... I, oh, bloody I, hell. I don't know if we're going to go back to the... The 80s was the first mention of it, but we haven't seemed to have gone back to there. We have oh. the 90s, we have the early 2000s, and we have the 2010s are seen mm-hmm. to be the three main times. Now, it does do the thing where I spent a long time living with someone who just could not do 
uh, films that were told in different time periods. So for, mm-hmm. for, for, for people like that lovely, lovely person, you know who you are. Yes, it does put it up on screen when it's changing years. <laughs> Which means I won't like it because I don't like it when it so tells it, us. It does I do that. If it's telling the story well enough, you should know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's as stark as it'll get. It's, it's not slow either. It, it, you would forgive it for being slow, but it's the way it's broken up. It's not slow. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm fine with TV shows being slow as well, though. Like that's they should be taken. It is a TV show. It is a TV it? show. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How many episodes is it? Is it like a six-episode run or ten? I or think it's straight to the middle. I think it's eight, and it's definitely a because it's ba- it's a limited series, and it's based on the novel Dope Sick, uh, which I'm currently I have the audiobook too. Um, well, I guess with Michael Keaton and Rosario Dawson, it was going to be limited. Like you're not tying them down. Kind. I mean, they're busy. Yeah. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. stuff to be getting on with. It's good. Like it is heavy. So content warning in that respect, but. Uh, it's more like when you know a series is going to be about addiction, you kind of you're prepared in one way for what you're, you're going to see addicts. You're going to mm-hmm. see people debasing themselves to get money to get drugs. That's not the horror of it. The horror of it is the people behind the drug and oh, just the casual yeah. the people peddling it. Oh, Will Poulter. Sorry. Uh, he plays uh, a drug salesman. Oh, I like him. I'm only a couple of episodes in. Uh, so I might this might age badly, but it looks as though what he is being asked to do is sitting less and less comfortably on him. Oh, okay. Um, so like there there seems to be no ambiguity of the fact of like oh no we we know it's a drug yeah mm. get your like do whatever you need to to get your doctors to buy it and then they get a but the whole thing is I realize this is not an episode about dope sleep, but really really quickly the way they the way they got it marketed is that the FDA approved a unique completely game-changing label to go in the bottles which says less than one percent of users will become addicted and it was like it's true if you stand on your head squint your eyes and turn your head a certain way yeah but even so if 10 million people take the drug that means that a hundred thousand are addicts like and exactly and then rosario dawson's character she works for the dea and like she goes on drug busts and everything and she's the first one like they do this big it's an impressive sting and they break open a cocaine cooking operation and that's the first time they see this is a coke bust what are these tablets and that's the first like very 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 quickly after they've hit the market it's already on the streets because (gasps) there was a way easy a relatively easy way which i will not say online because i'm not advertising this to people but a way of turning the the way turning the um technique that allowed it to take a long time to deliver into your system and getting rid of that which means you can get a sudden straightaway high and uh yeah it's just like so that's basically it was marketed as it's going to frustrate addicts because you can't get that sudden high it took like to quote data 0.68 seconds later (laughs) they found a way around it yeah, of course they do. Uh, it it's never very ceases good. to amaze me, like how engineering desperate people can be. Like, if you're desperate enough, you will find a way. Um, like, that is it necessity, necessity breeds imagination. Is the mother, yeah, it's the mother of all invention. It's so true, so so true. As soon as we have to, have to, have to get off the planet, we will get off the planet. Like, yep. as soon as we need to colonize Mars, that is when we will colonize Mars. I don't think it will happen until then. I yeah, based on. The entirety of human history. I I agree. Let's talk about another film. <laughs> what the one we came here to discuss? Yeah. Hey. Encanto. Encanto. Ian, what's Encanto about? 
so Encanto is uh, the latest Pixar film, and it is about a magical family, and all of the people of this family um, biologically have a gift or a superpower, apart from young Mirabelle, who, um, upon the age that one gets their gift, did not get a gift, and has been silently shunned, but still is part of the family. Um, there is a prophecy that she will bring about the end times and end the, the magic gift, the encanto that the family have, um, and she carries the weight of that on her shoulders. Um, self-fulfilling prophecy, a house gets collapsed, they rebuild the house, and the gift was just being born all along, and they love her for it. it in a way, standard Disney fare, and that is, that oh, is not yeah. the beginning of me tearing this film to pieces. Uh, I liked no, no, no. it. I really liked it. Now, this is going to confuse you, Sean, yes, yes, quite yeah. heavily. I'm already quite confused. <laughs> because I was extremely reluctant to cover this film because I watched it in America when it came out and it did nothing for me. I didn't enjoy it. I was like, this is the same old Disney stuff. Like, And it is true. We have seen this story in Disney. It's what's inside that counts, blah, 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 all of that. Something inside so strong. So strong. <laughs> there is a reason that this film didn't connect to me, and I think I figured out what it was. Now, I was very jet-lagged and very tired, and I thought I fell asleep for about five minutes. And I did fall asleep. I fell asleep for 45 minutes of the film. Ah. So I remember... When she starts singing to the kids about this is the family madrigal. And then I remember the prophecy <laughs> where she's putting together the green tablet. That's my next memory of this film. That's which like is the about, film. Again. Which is about 45 to 50 minutes. My passage of time, like passage of time in the cinema is weird. Like I assumed that I'd fallen asleep for five to 10 minutes and that was it. And I was like, oh, this is a short film. No, I missed like 50 minutes of the movie, which is why I didn't like it. Um, I really like this film. <laughs> now that you've actually seen, seen the film, yeah, for the first time, yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's it is it's a perfectly nice film. Um, I say perfectly nice because it's it's a very safe Disney film. Oh, very safe, very very safe. Yeah, um, it doesn't it wouldn't feel like a big budget film. This is this no, is very yeah. almost under the radar, and um, but the songs are great and song, culturally yeah, the it's songs really are great. great. Yeah. Um, the cast is. I'm going to say culturally appropriate because, damn it, Disney can sometimes not get that right. But this cast is fantastic. I'm sure, I don't know what in the Pocahontas you're talking about. <laughs> not even a little bit, but they seem to have learnt lessons. Um, it's great. The music's fantastic. Visually, it's really, really stunning. Um, yeah, it's just a very, very safe story. There's no twists or turns that you're expecting here. Uh, and there's a couple of bits I wish they'd explored more that they don't. But I get it. You've got 89 minutes or, in Ian's eyes, 40 minutes to tell your story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I like this. It it showed, you know, in the family Madrigal, all of the doors, like, everyone is different. It's not a carbon copy of, and we have the three the beautiful daughters, or, <laughs> pardon me, the three um, stereotypical conveyor belt beautiful daughters, because... They're all beautiful in their own way. Mm -hmm. um, and But I like the fact that we have, um, like, one of my favourite characters is, uh, just getting up her name, Luisa Madrigal. The, she's, she's like the bodybuilder. She yeah. is brilliant. Because, and again, this is obviously so deliberate, she is the physically strongest and she's the first one 
to break when it looks like the the magic might be fading yeah. away. And I was just like, I mean, look, you saw what you were going to do. You did it and you did it well. You know what I mean? In terms of like, yeah. So mm-hmm. really, really like that. I really, really like Mirabelle. Oh, she's um, great. Like, and who knew that Stephanie Beatrice, who is um, thingy in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, Rosa, like what? I like you know she's acting in Brooklyn Nine Nine, but what I like she couldn't be playing a different character. She's so great in this, right? I, I like I maybe I misread this, but I think they had her completely in mind for a different character, and then they met her, and they're like, "Oh, probably, you're not Rosa, yeah? Oh, probably, sorry, so you can be like probably Louisa. Like she was probably pitched to play Louisa, but she's oh she's fantastic as um, Mirabelle, and Mirabelle is just so adorable. I like that." She wasn't too down on her luck. Like, she's so optimistic and so happy, despite knowing exactly mm. where she sits in the family, like, on the on the bottom run and the disappointment. But they don't milk that too much. They don't. And there is, like... Because there's a great message in her character of, right, she's the only one without a gift, but that doesn't mean she has nothing to bring. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's when Antonio is doing his... Which I love, his naming ceremony indoctrination into the cult whatever uh, but like when <laughs> he gets his gift yeah exactly yeah when he gets his uh his gift which is the ability to talk to animals and it's like that's the one i want thanks very much <clears throat> yeah um and he goes well you know what if i'm like you what if i don't have a gift and she's just and there's no even moment of like <gasps> le gasp you little shit it's like no it's like well then come stay with me in your it's fine it's if anything, fine that would make her feel better because this is the Antonio's gift giving ceremony is the first since Mirabelle's failed one where she didn't get a gift. So that mm. would probably make her feel better because then it's the it's the encanto, it's the magic that stopped. But this kind of confirms there's something wrong in quotation marks with her because it just skipped her entirely. It did, yeah. And I was I had to kind of rewatch the ending just to make sure I wasn't misinterpreting it. But uh, it doesn't end with her getting a gift because that would I don't have an issue with the ending but the return of the I guess I've kind of jumped straight to the ending but we'll get to the rest of it but the return of all the gifts after they've just done a song about how it's not important to have a gift I was kind of like oh man if you give her a gift you've just completely undone your song and they don't give her a gift in that way so I'm like right that saved it it's close but that saved it it's still I do still have an issue with the whole gift thing because everyone's man this is a fucking long ass way to prove that you're special without needing to be special like but that's everybody that, that's the film yeah, yeah like this entire village depends in quotation marks or think they depend on the madrigal family and their gifts but the I mean, way they really to, do i mean like the mountains collapsed as soon as oh, the, the candle started like, to go out, like and somehow dead. and somehow this entire village that has been dependent on that this magical family for a generation or more somehow has still garnered the skills to rebuild a house. Like, it's like yeah. no, you are potatoes. None of you know how to do any of this. But because why it, would you need to? Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't. There, there is this is a long-winded way of saying, "Hey, everybody is special." I was like, "Well, if that was the case, why did you give these other people powers anyway? Like, why do they have powers if they don't? If they're special, or is it just your special whatever you have? I don't know." Do you know, if everyone's special, on, then everyone's the same. Well, yeah, no, that's that, that's true. But like, following on from that, right? So this family is like Alma is Professor X, and these are the X Men, right? And um, Mirabelle is like Jubilee, and um, 
we have this whole thing where they're trying to marry Isabella off. Yeah, to strengthen the family. Why on earth would a family of superhumans need to give their daughter to the hot guy? How would that change their standing in the community whatsoever? Like, if anything, there should be a 75-man or person deep line of people banging down the door going, please, 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 please. Mm -hmm. Three reasons. One, he is pitched as the most attractive man in the village. And that is... Sorry, fuck my point. You're dead right. Fuck your point. In (laughs) Disney World, that's all you need. Number two, um, love creates magic. That's 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 all you need, as long as it's forced love and marriage equates to love. So that's all you need. And number okay. three, babies. Sure, they need but them like, to be married so that you get more magic babies. That's all of yeah, it. Yeah, but 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 there is some... Man, let's talk about him for a minute. So one of the big things that's breaking the house is that um, Isabella has been... is reluctantly marrying mm. your man, whatever his name is, Prince Charming. Um, Ma- and isn't uh, really into it, but marrying him for the sake of the family and to have babies and whatnot. And she's been burying the fact that she doesn't want to marry him. Okay, cool. But at the end of the film, he then gets handed off to one of the other daughters who is equally special, but for some reason yeah. is, is good it? enough for this guy. I agree, and I'm just trying love. to get her name. Um, she's um, the cousin, I think. The, hearing, uh, the one who the can hear? Yeah, the one with, with the Dolores. strong hearing. Dolores. Dolores, thank you, yeah. yeah. Um, so Dolores just ends up marrying him because, cool? Like, that doesn't make sense. It's still so, like, vapid. Like, I'm, 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 it, we're sort of led to believe that, oh, great, they, love each, they secretly loved each other and... It's, tenu- it's tenuous. I don't think she he did. did. She absolutely thinks that she loves him, but he didn't. Ah, oh, she like, gets her just... man. He gets a manacle around the, and then you know, <laughs> dropped into a pit. He's he's actually locked up in Bruno's tower. Um, it's like it's yeah. just the typical Disney. Like the the women can't be happy unless they're married, or at least one of them has to be has to be paired off with Prince Charming. It's like, stop it, Disney. Did not need this. The kids don't um, need to see this. This is true. Um, because obviously we'll get to Bruno pretty soon, but the visually, oh my God, particularly with Isabella's gift of the flowers, this film is just salivatingly beautiful. Yeah. Super duper colorful. Um, and apparently again, so in fairness to Disney, I will say this is they do tend to do their homework when it comes to things like this. So like all of the flowers are authentic for the location. Oh, for sure. Um, Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Apart from the cactus, perhaps. <laughs> Which is the, well, I, I actually funny. I because I was going to talk about that in a bit. I really like that moment in the film. Like, oh, how do we show that Isabel's changing? Okay, physically we show it in all of these beautiful flowers. Suddenly, one becomes yeah. a cactus, and I love just the complete one eighty her character does in that moment. And you're kind of like, oh, she's such a bitch. She's such a this. No, no, she is dead cool, and she's just had to hide behind this whole thing the whole time. And I yeah. love it's just the reveal of a cactus, and she's just like. I am free. And it's I so did cool. something new. I love yeah. it. Yeah. The cactus yeah, is a great little metaphor as well because they're prickly but they still bloom. They just don't bloom as regularly. So yeah, I like I like that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Cacti, they want to hug you. You don't really want to hug them. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Every cacti wants a cup. Exactly, yeah. Um I don't really like that. I love as well that they live in a TARDIS. 
That's cool. Oh, but I mean, there are some direct. There's three like direct references to other things. Like the little kid literally screams out, "It's bigger on the inside." I was like, "Oh, I mean, really?" That I is hadn't clearly noticed. such yeah. a Doctor Who pull. I would have um, like if they'd had the balls to just have a little just in the background during that, or like just somebody knocks on the door. Just would have been brilliant. That's so easy. There's a "Let It Go" reference with the where Bruno is singing to. The woman that can change the weather and whatnot. I can't remember her name. Julia. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Peppa. Peppa. Um, Peppa or Peppa, yeah. yeah. It's like, just let it snow, let it go. <laughs> I liked that. And you got the Game of Thrones reference, which I missed, but you pulled out to me. I don't... Now that I've rewatched it, I don't know that that's a Game of Thrones reference. Like, I thought it was just a stereotypical telenovela kind of uh, trope. It's possible. Okay, well, look. All right, so to the listeners, there is a gag in which... Bruno has organized a bunch of the the rats and mice in the house are doing telenovelas for him on his little makeshift TV screen. And in his story, he's like, oh, this is a doomed love story. Uh, she loves him and he loves her, but she's not aware of the fact that she's his aunt. So it's all going to end badly. And I'm just like, oh, come on. That's Game of Thrones season eight. <laughs> Which is, sorry, I love it. I was yeah. just like, you know, ha, that uh-huh. made me laugh. That's funny. Um, also, spoiler: we do talk about Bruno quite a bit. Oh, we fact. do. We talk about Bruno a lot. Let's let's do Bruno because he's my favourite, easily my favourite character in the film. I, I he's he's brilliant, and I want to talk about the time travel as well. Uh, cool. Yes, uh, John Leguizamo, who I love his voice anyway. So he does. <sighs> he plays Bruno. Um, so Bruno. He has been so his gift is precognition, and like it's it's not a new idea that being able to tell the future is a curse as opposed to a gift, you mm-hmm. know. So, and then the, the part of the in fairness, it is a banger. Like we don't talk about Bruno as like number one across oh, the world. It's so such a uh, good song. It so is good. like I. It's a very different song to let it go. I wonder if in a couple of years the two of them will be kind of like button heads for. No, how much they get sang. No. I think Let It Go will still probably win there. Hundred percent, without a doubt. Uh, mainly because in Kanto, the film itself will not hit frozen levels of success. Because oh, you're right. No, you're a right. it doesn't have a princess, and b it it's kind They're of been buried in streaming princesses. now. They are all prince. I agree. You don't need to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we don't even need to genderize the term. They are all royalty. Um, I'll take you one further. Okay, I, um. I can't, I can't argue with that one because <laughs> Bruno has the gift too. Yeah. Um, however, there is a fairly, I mean, it's fucking yeah, dark. What they do to Bruno, dark. it's dark as fuck. The man's been <laughs> hiding in the walls of the house for ten years, and they uh-huh. completely, rather than look for him, and yeah. knowing that one of the people in the house could hear a mouse fart fifty miles away, so More, she must know yeah. he's there. He, she can hear an eye twitch. From across the house. That's how good her hearing is. And yet she doesn't hear um, uh, Abuela's um, talking to like her dead husband. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with the magic. It's gone. Like, the what's her name? Damn it. Dolores can absolutely... She already knows something's wrong. Like, she can mm. hear everything. That is. And, and like, there, it's not a case of, oh, she knew and didn't tell anyone. Because she's shown to be yeah. someone who can't keep her mouth shut. When she does hear the secret, it's so, so good. She just does this little squeak. I heard that. And it runs away. It's so good. It's a great voice acting. But yeah, yes, Bruno, very much so. The Bruno story is dark as fuck. So basically, he has a he has a 
prediction or he has a lot of predictions and is shunned by the community because his predictions come true. Now, they think that he is causing the bad things in the future to happen. And that pissed me off. The fact that everybody jumps to that cause mm. and effect thing wound me up. Because like, how do you not... Seeing into the future does not mean that you're making the future happen. Like, you asked him to look into the future, he told you, and then you're shitty with him because that thing happens. Like... What did you expect was going to happen? Is it just the? I guess the lesson is just that unless you're shown something you're happy with, mm. you'll then fight against it and blame blame Bruno. But yeah, he is shunned by the community and eventually sees in his um in his one of his predictions. Oh, sorry, Abuela asks him to make a prediction about the future of the magic because she's worried, and he sees the the house falling apart and Mirabel being at the center of it. But instead of sharing that prediction runs away and leaves and they're just okay they're just okay with bruno leaving they're like yeah fuck him yeah that's i think the biggest the, the biggest challenge to having sympathy particularly for abuela and i do have a lot of sympathy for abuela but the challenge to that is like okay bye bruno goodbye bye. See you later. yeah we're just just not gonna like even wonder where your son is okay um, no yeah no never mind one of your okay. actual children which is it, the reason i mean it's fucked up because her backstory is that um, she um, loses her husband um, when their village is invaded, and she doesn't. The magic was a this, the the encanto gift was a reaction to that, and she's worried if the magic goes, she'll lose her family. And Bruno predicted that, so therefore he may cause it, and therefore must be shunned. But it's fucked up. Like, it she is. eventually comes round, but she's so mean to Mirabel the entire movie. She is right. So this is a film that doesn't have a villain because you don't. I don't really count the people who kill Pedro because they're off in the past. They, you know, they're long since gone. But they're also they're not murdered. Back. Uh, like it's like, oh yeah, no, no, like oh dear, that okay. candle killed them. One hundred percent. Yeah, it seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So there's no, there's no villain. The closest to being a villain, it looks like it's going to be Bruno. It's not. It's Alma. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and she's not a villain, but she is... Mirabel is right when she says a lot of the problems in the family are created by the way Alma controls the family. Mm-hmm. And of course, then you can make... Well, easily, the whole argument is like, she's not trying to control them. She's trying to protect, protect the family. And, you know, da 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 And one of the biggest themes of the film is... Uh, the trauma that we visit on our, you know, on our descendants by trying to protect them, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I suppose actually Bruno, in a way, is a symbol of that because you know I think you know he didn't cause the fish to die, he didn't cause somebody to lose weight. If you could talk about maybe a predestination paradox, maybe he did cause the rain on Peppa's wedding day because there's no way that she didn't ask him what the weather was going to be like, and so by <laughs> going okay, crap. So you've asked me, I've had to look ahead. You've seen that, you've panicked and it's created the very weather. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you had is, just not asked me. There's definitely something in that, in the self-fulfilling prophecy of if you hadn't asked for the future to be predicted, or did, sorry, does asking to see the future then make the future happen? So like you said, like, is it going to rain tomorrow? 
yeah, it's going to rain tomorrow. You'll then find a way to make it rain tomorrow. Would you have been better off just not knowing? And there's no way of knowing because you can't, unless you actually travel back in time and prevent the prediction, you don't know. So it's impossible to separate one from the other. It also makes his gift really fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. there is really no benefit to that gift in the way that it's presented now, other than to torture Bruno. Like, it is fucked up. Completely, as well. And also because we've seen it's not it's not time travel, because no. he got a vision of Mirabelle standing in front of the cracked house. Mm. That happens, but the house is fine at the end of the film, because mm-hmm. obviously there's a rebuild and the magic is back and everything. It's like, But, yeah, everything Bruno saw came to pass. Yeah. But we've had to, well, we, they interpreted mm-hmm. it. Um, it's like, it's almost like a message was taken and distorted by humanity in a stupid book over 2,000 oh, years. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to make a Bible reference, but you got there first. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's almost like you make predictions and they're interpreted to be exactly what you want them to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, Let's see after if we, the fact. Yeah. Back, back, back to the beginning where if we stand on our head, squint our eye and turn this way, this is what it means. Yeah. See Jesus um, in the marmalade. <laughs> Sorry. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, like in, uh, so Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, returns oh, yeah, to Disney. is killing just it like, last year. Killing oh. it. In the Heights, Tick, Tick, Boom and Encanto. Like, that's a good year. I think just like one of those absorbent sponges just wring everything out of him that we can now because Please. he will burn out. He mm-hmm. absolutely will burn out. Mm-hmm. But I'm not wishing that on him. But I have seen a picture of the future where Lin-Manuel Miranda is absolutely burnt out. Get to the tower, Sean. Get to hey. the tower. We yes, I'll get to that really perfectly Bruno. safe tower. Like, Yeah, also Bruno's pretty much a dick for like, he's running through the back of the house. Mirabelle's chasing him. He jumps over a chasm that he can see and just lets her fall into it. It was like, that's still your niece. Yeah, right? Like, and, and his, his entire thing of, I left to protect the family. All right, that aside for a second. Pretty sure there's an awful lot of stuff he could have done. Like, like I don't know, maybe, oh, I've, I've been gone. I've left. Yeah, listen, maybe don't do that ceremony for Mirabelle. It's only going to put this massive complex in her head and she's going to be really sad for the rest of her life. Maybe just like pull a sickie today instead of doing this whole ceremony. Wasn't his prediction after the ceremony? Because I I do not remember. I think the fact that Mirabelle doesn't get a gift is what sparks Abuela's worry that the magic is going. I think. I'm not too sure. I could be wrong. Either way, it's fine. Probably are wrong. Yeah. It's bad. Much like like Bruno, I'm probably just deserved to be in the tower. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Get up. Get up in your tower. Um... Oh, 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 sorry, just on Bruno quick. Did you notice... Oh, you must have done. No, you sound like a dick now if you didn't. But the the crack in the wall where he looks... Out yes, I noticed. Through. Yes. Did no? I? No. <laughs> so there, there's, there's a crack in the wall where it's so sweet. He can... They all have dinner around the table at the same place. And there's a little crack where his living space is. And he set like his own little place setting on the other side of that wall. And he just That looks... makes it worse, man. It's been ten years. I know. And again, Dolores is going la 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 I can absolutely hear you, Bruno, but I'm gonna ignore you. But he looks through the crack to see the family. That crack you can see the crack at the beginning of the film when they're having breakfast. Like that crack in the wall in the portrait is there throughout the entire film and it's like, Oh, Bruno was there. It's just a really nice touch. Like, they didn't stick that in after the fact. The crack was always there. I love it. 
He was living in the walls watching them for 10 years. Like, there's literal horror movies about that. Oh, yeah, 100%. This could easily be a horror film. Yeah. Oh, could be another, like, you know. And also, there's the kid who can, like, he's a changeling. I, I love mean, that kid. So underused, but I love him. He's Carino, so like, good. What a gift. What an amazing gift. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And we're all just fine with this. Every single crime, we need his DNA on oh, yeah. file. Like, but we like, need to check this guy. Amazingly um, useless as well <laughs> as a gift. <laughs> like, what is the actual benefit to that other than fucking with people? Mm. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think. The most useful gift, I will say, Isabella's is very, because, you know, she, she can create. Um, no, that, well, no, that's Juliet, Brown but also Ju- very, no, very. Uh, Louisa. <laughs> Lu- oh, yeah. Louisa's is there a the Julietta or am I just making up no, names? No, there is a Julietta. There is. Julietta, sorry. Yeah, Mirabelle's mother. Okay, cool. Yeah. Grant. I'm just like, I'm just throwing names against a wall here. Oh, Julietta does the food that heals people. Again, she is not the, you know, the doctor of this community because? I think she is. I just, no, she definitely is, but only for okay, like cool. extreme, like, injuries. I suppose you're like, oh, that, that's, that's another thing. Like, so... Does this community just not have any immune systems because they've never needed one because never they just have it. a sip of wine or something uh-huh. and they're fine again? All of their muscles have atrophied. The brains are just undeveloped and their immune systems are for shit. So, yeah, this is not a good village. Yeah, and then, you know, like, one day this kid is going to open his eyes and you're just going to have, like, Juliet will just move over him. Move slowly. Your muscles have atrophied. Yes. You've never used them before. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Take the red pill. I got it. Eumorpheus. What are you talking about? I'm talking about The Simpsons. Oh my god, Ian, you just don't get any of my references. Ah, oh. um, I really like, like, there's not an awful lot to say about Encanto. It's not a particularly deep film. That's not I a mean, criticism. That's not is. a criticism. It is, but in a very shallow way. Like, it's, it's deeply superficial. <laughs> that is, do you know what that is? That is you going, right. I have, a, I have a point to make here, and I'm going to step through this door and make this uh-huh. point. But you see, Ian, the door was a revolving door. Yeah. It, like, the message, you can't say it the message... It is shallow. You can't say that the message itself isn't deep. It is. But it's all on the surface. There's not a lot more to get from it. Like, this isn't a Wally kind of metaphor oh, yeah. for the future and humanity. Like, this is exactly what it says on the on the tin. There, that's great. true. Yeah. It's what, fine. God, is Wally even one of one of the... De- I don't know. Anyway, that's that's a whole other, a whole other uh, point of shivaling. Um, I really liked it was... There's no... If I had to give it a down, where we get to by the end, the only thing that's really changed is that Bruno doesn't live behind the walls anymore. Um, yeah, and Mirabel is accepted. Or the, I guess it's from it's from Alma, isn't it? That she has accepted yeah. her children as special plus gift. So they're all yeah. special regardless. Overlaid onto that is the extra things that they have. Um, yeah, I guess that's the real message. Yeah, and, I mean it, it's Mirabelle a nice was message. Fine. It's a nice message, and Mirabelle was fine regardless. Like, she was doing her own thing. Like, to her credit, she is... She's happy, just as she mm. is. Um, she doesn't need a gift. But it's only because they're worried that the magic is leaving that this becomes an issue, yeah. really. Yeah. It's it's a nice film. I I probably would watch it again, but... I'll listen to I the don't music feel again. Like, oh, I've, I've, I've listened to Bruno, like, 20 times over the nice. last couple of days. Like, it is a banger. Like, I have to say, mm-hmm. like, it's brilliant. Um, and yeah, particularly Isabella's line in "We Don't Talk About" or lines in his "We Don't Talk About Bruno." Like it's great anyway, but oh, her voice—so good, just beautiful. Um, so so good. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, no, that's pretty I much think all. That's Encanto. Yeah, yeah. That's Encanto, to be honest. Um, nice to dip back into Pixar for yeah. a little while. Um, do we know what we're doing next week? I think we need to sit down at some point and do a list because no idea. Um, I kind of want to do, do a film. Moonfall. Like I'm, I'm hearing it's terrible. I, it couldn't not be. Um, if we can, we will. Timing might be interesting. Um, I barely have three seconds to fart over the next week. <laughs> we'll um, figure something out. We, we will yeah. think of a film. Is we'll, that a we'll, jackass? We'll, I want to do jack. No, I don't. We would have ten minutes to talk about jackass, and that's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Snuff film part four. I love um, this. Anyway. In the meantime, we will figure it out, and we will let you all know our lovely, yes. lovely peoples. We love you loads. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our latest episode of the podcast. If you want to stay in touch and stay up to date with us, you can catch us over on Twitter at English Irish GTM. Ian, if people want to reach out to you and find out who slash where slash what you are, where do they find you? If you want to touch me, it's at Witsin. That's W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D. I was fortunate enough to touch this man during the year. Speaking of plugs, uh, you can catch me at Sean Ferrick on Twitter as well. Uh, You're all awesome. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.